Welcome back, everyone, to Misguided by the Moon. This is episode six, which is part two of um, last week's episode, which was Daddy Issues. Bobby Issues. Bobby Issues. And if Bobby. you haven't listened to it already, we encourage you to go back and listen to it maybe after this episode um, and give us some feedback. Lately, we've been receiving a lot of great feedback, um, just people letting us know that they really feel like they're in the room with us, like we make them feel as if we're all hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was like, like as if, yeah, like as if we're having like coffee and beer or like dinner. That and I think that we're just, you know, when we're laughing, I feel like we make jokes that I'm sure they feel like they're in on the joke with us maybe or yeah, they feel like they're rolling with the homies. Yeah, we're just. Remember that? What? Rolling with the homies. What? Clueless. What? Oh, okay, 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 sorry. Do the wave. You know what I'm talking about? Doing the wave. Okay. Whatever, fine then, whatever, I get it. I'm sure you guys get it. I haven't seen Clueless in so long. Guys, this is like take 20 of the intro. It really is. Today we were like really struggling we to shit get today. This, this. This episode was like the first intro part. We've just been, it's been kicking our ass. Not gonna lie. Like we straight up changed locations. We were in the blue room. Now we're in my master. Amanda's changed her outfit already like 20 times. I wasn't wearing a bra. Now I'm wearing a bra. <laughs> I was wearing a shirt. Now I'm just wearing a sports bra. Lots of things are happening on this side, if you guys could see me. Yeah. Audrey showed up all beautiful. I'm all tirada, like I have bed head. Wait, let me say it sounds yeah. bad. Yeah. So we're just wanting to uh, let you guys know, thank you guys so much for the support and for all the feedback that you guys give. We appreciate it because it only helps us, you know, feel not only like what we're doing, but like is, empowered is, yeah, is actually like impacting you or empowering you, but it also gives us a way to like get better, you know, like an yeah. opportunity to grow and we value everything you guys say, so any and all suggestions are welcome. We actually just added our email to to our <laughs> Instagram, which is at misguidedbythemoon with two S's. And uh, the email, sorry, is misguidedbythemoon at gmail.com. So feel free to, like, send in any type of – maybe if you want to share a story of your own or just some feedback. All of it is welcome, so. Yeah, I love hearing the feedback because sometimes, like, we're so – in our own worlds that sometimes we're using this kind of like as an outlet, but just to know that it's a positive outlet. Like sometimes like for me right now, I'm just so wrapped up with gym, not really school, let's be honest, gym, um, work, you know, taking care of meals, all of my, you know, extracurricular activities on the side, uh, that it's really good to have an outlet, but just to know that it's, People are listening. Like we actually do have listeners and followers, and it's it's crazy that someone wants to hear me or my opinion or you and your opinion. It's like, damn, I thought I was a stupid bitch, according to my ex. Ah, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> he ain't shit. <laughs> okay, guys, we updated the phrase. So it was men. Men are trash has now been. He ain't shit. <laughs> Same. And honestly, I'm really excited for you guys to tune in today because last week you got to hear, you know, Amanda's POV on how her daddy issues have manifested. But from her POV, obviously her dad was around and he passed away later on in her life. Um, So it's really nice that you'll get to hear two different perspectives and experiences. 
and I really hope that it resonates with you. Right, because you didn't you didn't meet your dad, right? No, yeah, my dad passed away when I was so little, like how not old? even one years old. So, do you have any special memories with him? I don't have say an actual memory because I was way too little, but I do have one memory that I count it as a special memory with him, which is my brother. One time, he told me to go up to see him and just to hang out. And when I got there, he was like, Audrey, I have this tape of dad and your mom's on it too. But I've never heard my dad's voice. So his wife went to the store. She purchased uh, like the CD players that have a tape where you can put a tape in because obviously who has tape recorders mm, or tapes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, you know, so she literally went, bought one, came back to the house. And um, when she turned on the tape, the first thing I heard was that song called Seasons Change. I don't know if you guys know Which that song. Seasons Change? Um, so it kind of goes like this. It goes, seasons change, people change. I'll sacrifice tomorrow just to have you here today. It's, a, it's such a beautiful song. Honestly. That's funny because that song so relates to our podcast. Seasons change, people change. Yes. That's crazy. And then what does it say? After that, I'll sacrifice tomorrow just to have you here today. Yeah, but in but in that moment, that felt really special to me because it's true. I would sacrifice tomorrow just to have my dad back. You know? Oh, yeah. Just okay. to have my dad in my life. So it was just that song playing that specific part. And then it cuts off. So that song was playing because you guys remember when you could record on your tapes and you'd have to hit record and stop, right? But you could record multiple things on a tape. So that's, that's exactly what that what they did. So you could picture this tape had songs, like my dad's favorite songs on it, playing. But then it would cut off and it was like recording him, like he was talking to my mom. And my mom was really drunk. Sorry, just giving you guys full context. She's wild. She was wild. She was drinking. And she was like yelling at him or trying to argue with him but he was so, so cool calm and collected like I loved the way that he was just talking to my mom so calm like I'm sure he was used to maybe dealing with this though because I know it was like an ongoing problem with my mom but I just remember listening to the tape and when he started to talk I immediately started bawling my eyes out because in that moment I felt like he was talking to me I think he was speaking to me at a very important time in my life because I too was kind of struggling with drinking a lot, you know, just doing, just, I was trying to cope with things in a very unhealthy way. And it was just so special because what people, was he telling your mom? He was telling her that, you know, you, you need to think like, what are you doing, Anna? You know, you need to think of Audrey. Like, what about Audrey? Like, he was just trying to pretty much tell her, like, what are you doing? You know, just kind of giving her like a talk. But she was obviously drunk, so she wasn't trying to hear it. Mm -hmm. But he also was like there for her. Like he was like, it's all right, baby. Hack it up. You know, she was throwing up. Damn. <laughs> she was throwing up and he's sitting there trying to take care of her. He's like, hack it up, baby. It's OK. You know, does he like single moms? Your dad? <laughs> Girl. Maybe up in heaven, you know, he's R.I. Pimpin', R.I.P. Pimpin'. <laughs> R.I.P. Pimpin'? R.I.P. Pimpin' is there now. 
if it ain't easy up there in heaven. Hey, but he's a Gemini, so. Oof. No, but honestly, um, I felt like that was a very special moment that me and my dad shared. And I recorded it, and I go back sometimes, and I listen to him, and that's my memory. That's your guys' moment without him being here. That's awesome. Yep. That's that's where I felt the most connected and close to him. And it really did feel like he was speaking to me. In the moment that you needed him. Yep. In the moment that I needed him. And that's it, crazy because, like, sometimes with our, our – I don't know why death is so prevalent in my family. It's crazy. But sometimes um, – we're very spiritual and we're very open. We're also very Catholic, okay? So we're very Catholic, very spiritual, and very open to a lot of these things. But our our people on the other side, we realize that they're not truly gone. And the moment that we need them, they manifest themselves. Like the moment that you needed to see your dad's tape, he came yeah. without you even calling him, without you even um, asking for him, like he came to you. Yes. And there's been actually like, I'll tell you another one. Um, because obviously when I heard that song, it became very special to me. And so there was like this one night where um, I had went out drinking and we left where we were at. And I remember when we got inside of the, um, the car, we turned on the car, that song was playing and it literally played all the, it played when we got in the car and as we were driving and then we ended up changing the station and it played again. Oh, hell no. And oh, it I was, it played again all the way. And it ended right when I got to my house. Okay. I've had that with my dad. Like I had a lot of, well, I, if you guys know, I had a, like a lot of depression with my dad cried every single day for like seven years about my dad. And like, one day it was his birthday and I was like, I'm done. I'm like, happy birthday, dad. I love you so much. I'm going to pray the rosary for you. I'm going to honor you. And I'm not going to cry for you on this day. Like, that's my gift to you. I'm fucking trying, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I prayed the rosary on my way to work. And as soon as I got back into my car, I turned, I just turned it on. I didn't, didn't connect my phone. Didn't do, didn't even look at my phone was in my pocket. Didn't do, take any initiative to listen to music. But all of a sudden, it goes, welcome to the Hotel California. I was like, oh, my God. I started, was, started bawling because it was like, how the fuck did that song even turn on? Like, mm -hmm. Hotel California was my dad's shit. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, sorry, guys, not to, like, change my story. But there were two songs that that played on the tape, right? So there was a season change song. And there was um, this other song that's by, uh, I think they're called Escape. Mm -hmm. They're like a girl group. So that's the song there was the two ugliest. songs playing so when i got in the car the first song was playing and then when we were midway the other song played right after it so they played back to back and it was like i was listening to the tape again because that's on the tape so. it was back to back <laughs> so that's what i meant sorry like but i just remember it being like what the, the fuck? fuck like chills me yeah. and like we both were looking like oh that, nah. that was but I was like he literally was with me all the way he made sure I got home safe that's how I viewed it and that's something I'll like a blue bird for me represents my dad I never see him I never see blue birds but it's like my family is going through a death right now where it just happened on Tuesday but I actually live in my grandparents old house so like 
my grandma planted all of these, how do you say rosales, like rose bushes, rose bushes in the front yard. I'm not a fan. I don't like them. I tried to get rid of them, but my family put a stop to it real fucking quick. <laughs> They're like, you're not fucking moving those. But I have been called to these rose bushes, these roses. I don't know if you've noticed, I've been like posting them. And I've lived here and I've never really been attracted to them. And it's been like for three days and then boom, a death in the fan. My One of my aunts was like, I feel like you being called to those roses is really your grandma saying like, I'm with my daughter and I'm seeing the pain that she's going through. And then the blue, the blue bird is like the person who passed had a particularly close relationship with my dad. And like before he passed, he's like, oh, I drep with them. <laughs> and so like my dad showing up like two days prior consistent. I even posted, remember, I put yeah. like good morning of a blue jay, I think the day before it happened. Mm -hmm. And I don't really see blue jays. So oh. I feel like definitely was your dad with you. Yes, yes. And there's like no denying it. No, but I think it's it's awesome because at least you know that connection. Like you have that connection. That song will always be. Yes, it's so reassuring. Like in that moment, I how I say I made it home safe and I felt that guidance, that protection that I always Feel. felt that I didn't have. So I'll talk more about that as we go on with the episode, but that special memory I will forever carry and I can't wait to see a video of him. <laughs> uh, my family has one, but we've yet to like set up a date to come all see it. But that's something that I'm also looking forward to because I already know I'm going to cry like a baby. <laughs> I know. But like having those, having that like really makes you appreciate everyone and everything that is like around you. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So, you know, they say like, you never realize that you're living the good times. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to go in the future and be like, ah, oh, those were the good times when we were doing that. But like right now we're in the good times. So we have to make sure that we appreciate everyone and everything around us because these are the good times. Yes. Yes. And I think that now that I had that special moment, I don't feel so, I don't feel so much of a void. Like you used to always feel like, man, all I have is a picture. All I have is the stories that my brothers and sisters and family would tell me. Now I have something actually that I can pick up my phone and I could listen to him. You know, I could hear his voice. That is a physical thing. Like he mm -hmm. spoke the his words, his voice. It's real, right? And that to me is just like the most beautiful thing. I know because when you have someone who dies, like I sometimes reflect and I think, I never want to like forget my how my dad's voice was like that is so special to me. Yes, his voice, his annoying hyena like laugh, <laughs> and just cherishing the sound of their voice is like wow, you know. Yeah, I for someone who never got to, I did not hear my dad's voice until I was twenty eight years old, twenty seven years old, twenty seven years old was the first time I heard my dad's voice. And for other people that, you know, you had your dad or you have your dad, like, just don't take those moments, that, those moments for granted. Those are the millionaire moments. Like, and it doesn't even have to be your dad. Like, it could be your grandma, your yep. grandpa. Like, I'm, I'm learning to appreciate my mom 
for everything that she has, not for everything that she lacks, but for everything that she has to give me. And it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like just recently I drove into the house because I actually went into the office. I typically work from home, but this day I went into the office and I see someone like sweeping the front yard and my backyard was terrible. And then she's like, oh, we came and we cleaned your backyard and we wanted to surprise you. And I was like, okay, sis, I Aww, see you. See, that's so nah, sweet. it's her birthday. She's just trying to get a good gift. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Typical Aries. <laughs> yeah, she she's definitely an Aries. For sure. For sure. What's your guys' sign? Like a bull? No, it's a ram. A ram? Yeah, that's yeah. A goddess of war. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's a goddess of war and conflict, that's for sure. <laughs> But anyways, I feel like we should dive into kind of your uh, POV. Talk to us about like, talk to us about your dad, how you kind of um, moved on or kind of how you dealt with everything. Okay, guys. So my father passed away when I was barely a Um, Mm one-year-old. I never got to really know him. Didn't really have any memories, obviously, of him because I was so little. Um, And... That really broke my heart, <laughs> even though I was so little and you would maybe think, oh, because she was so small, she really didn't form that bond. So I'm sure it's easier for her, right, to to not feel um, so much sadness and grief. But what people probably don't understand is I almost feel like it's – I'm not going to say it's worse or it's anything like that, but I feel like it hurts differently because – you're literally not even sure who you're grieving. Yeah. And there's what you're grieving. It's just this, this void that you have that you're like, man, I really wish this person was here because you start to envision what your life would be like with them around. What were they like? Like, I just, I have all those questions about my dad that I just don't really know. And I could ask my family, you know, what was this person like what was he like tell me about him do I do things that remind you of him like are we like each other like there's a lot of questions I have um and I just feel like growing up I always felt really really abandoned and that sucks because I was so little that when it happened and I also it wasn't his fault you know this is just life this is what happens um, but I do know, like, there's been so many times in my life where I would just say to myself, if my dad was here, this wouldn't even happen. You know, he would protect me. Things would be different. And that's what I never felt growing up. I never felt protected. I would get so angry. And it, these were, these were things that were just going through my mind. And I would just be sitting here thinking to myself, damn, these are the cards that I've been dealt. Why? Why me? Why me? And I just couldn't understand, like, why has my heart been broken before? Like, I'm not even two years old yet, and my heart's already broken. I've already experienced the biggest heartbreak of my life. Damn. Without even, <laughs> what the fuck? Without even, without even knowing it, you know? I think it's even crazier that as I was getting older and becoming more consciously aware of like, you know, okay, I have my mom, I have my mom, but 
but I'm becoming consciously aware that my dad is not around and people are telling me, you know, you're, this is what happened to your dad. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Cause you're starting to grieve as you're just growing up. And it's like, there's always those people who are like, like, let's say for when my dad died, right? Mm-hmm. There's always those men that are so important in your life, right? They, they take that role and you see them as a father figure. But I think there could be a double-edged sword to that because you can see them as the father figure and give them that respect because you want it so bad, right? Like you want your dad, but ultimately they are not your dad. And they don't, they, that doesn't mean just because you give them that respect, that doesn't mean that they're going to see you more than the niece. That doesn't mean that when it comes to like their daughter or another niece or another nephew, they're going to see you as their daughter because ultimately there's that chance that they won't. You're yeah. like, at the end of the day, you're the niece. Like, it's just not the same. It's, yeah. It's not the same. And like, you know, your dad would never see you as like, a niece. Your dad would always give you the role of the daughter, right? Yes. I would always be like his baby girl and I would always, he would always come to the rescue and just so many things that I would feel so sure and so like secure. And um, those are things that I struggle with. I struggle with feeling abandoned, even though it wasn't his fault that things happened the way they did. Um, You know, I just always would cry for him and I would dream of him. And I feel like my whole life, I just really craved his love, like that fatherly love, just the affection and him being the protector, the provider, the the stability, maybe the stable person in my life. And, and then I look at like, what, well, what issues do you think you develop? Because it's like we romanticize our dads, right? Like I have that flaw. Like my dad was all this, this and this, but do you think like, I don't think it would have been like that perfect where he would have been that way. So it's kind of like you have this perception of what you're missing out on. So what issues do you think that that kind of like brought up? Well, I think him not being in the picture, all I had as an example was my mom Um, Since she's the one who was raising me as a single mom, independent, hardworking, um, she'd always give this this energy that she didn't need a man, even though she would definitely – She was like in her masculine. Yeah, she was in her masculine and she would be dating, but it was always like not very healthy. Um, and so a lot of the times I felt like I just, all I viewed was like, okay, you just need to be independent. You got this. You're the, you you know, she's a go-getter. She don't need a man. And like the masculine energy would just overpower. Like I never really would see her in her feminine. And therefore I would just sit there and be like, wow, that's how you're supposed to be, you know? And I just never had, um, a guide. And I did see with my other family members that when I lived with them for a while, how a father figure would be. But like you're saying, it was never going to be the same. It was never going to be the same as having the real deal. Um, And I just feel like I was always craving this love from a man. And I never had a boundary or a guide. So therefore, I never knew what that would look like. And the expectations I should have for him, I just had none because I didn't know. And so I would allow things that were just like never acceptable things I would tell people and they'd be like, 
girl, girl. what what girl. the fuck like what and to me being so oblivious to it all like i'm just i have no idea i'm like blind to it um and then like not having any of those set expectations for the men i i feel like i would just choose whoever would give me the attention and then i would be accepting of whatever it was even if it was like the bare minimum so like how how are you how are you trying to balance that out i guess I think I'm barely starting to realize that I need to set boundaries. Even though I love unconditionally, that doesn't mean that I need to feel obligated to give all my love all the time um, and leave myself with nothing and not respect my own wishes. Um, I think that me not having those boundaries has really, really caused me to, to just allow so much bullshit to yeah. happen and like it's just I've been taken advantage of guys I don't know if you guys have been there I've allowed myself to be taken advantage of in so many different ways and this goes back to me saying right oh if my dad was here this wouldn't happen yeah it's like if you don't have a guidebook like I had a guidebook which you know you could also be used incorrectly so it's not if you don't have a guidebook or you know, the standard that everything my dad brought, like, for me, it's like, the man has to be a provider. You know, he has to be a protector. He has to be all these things. Like, for me, he has to like Mexican music. He has to be, he has to, you know, be in touch with that. He has to be masculine, because there are guys who are more in touch with their feminine than they are with the masculine. Like, for me, like, their more dominant side has to be the masculine, the take charge, the like I'm the type where it's like I I'm I found out kind of through this like self-reflection what I want is like I didn't know what I wanted, but I do know like the the let me get up and serve your plate type where it's like I I don't mind that expectation. Like I have that standard and those things that I like about my dad that I want to incorporate in my relationship, right? So I feel like where are you getting your standards from now? I think I'm just basing my expectations on what would make me feel secure, what makes me feel protected and stable. I'm basing it on realizing that the things I like, the things I want and the things I don't want, like what I will allow, what I won't allow. Um, and I was just being super drained from not having boundaries. I felt like there, I had no power, you know, and I don't feel like I should feel that depleted being in these relationships. Like it should, it should be a good balance of the masculine and the feminine. Me being too much in my masculine, I would step in and like do things that I feel like, no, the man should be totally doing this. Yeah. But all I seen was my mom doing it. So I'm just automatically doing what I've always seen. Like you're like for me, it's like you're taking out the trash. I'm sorry for the if the future man who is going to be my man reads this. There is no fucking way in hell I am taking out the trash. <laughs> hey, I'll load the dishwasher. I'll do dishes, but I ain't taking out no fucking trash. Right. There's just certain things. And I think that's also forced me to kind of have these conversations where now that I am starting to set the boundaries, right? 
have to have the conversation of what what is your expectation? What is my expectation? Like we need to align on these things because we're both coming into this expecting things without really saying it and then getting disappointed. I could see like me and my, I had my guidebook, right? So like you figuring out your guidebook, what does that look like? Like, is that an uphill battle? Because like, what are you looking at? You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's, it's extremely difficult. Um, because I want to just default into just the way I grew up and what I've known. And I really have to fight to get out of that mentality. And it's just so hard to break a cycle, especially that's all you know. So you're literally every day having to become so aware of those moments where you can easily slip back into the comfortable way of being instead of recognizing in that moment, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm noticing this is this is going, I'm steering away from that. I'm, rem- I'm grounding myself and saying, no, Audrey, you are setting the boundary. And in this moment, this you need to set the boundary. Like becoming aware of it and then actually setting the boundary versus me like blindly being like, oh gosh, I meant to set a boundary and now it's like, uh. Well, what I guess, what are some of the ways that you're, that you are defining what that boundary is or breaking that cycle or I guess becoming your own daddy? I think that once I gave myself some space and some time, maybe even isolated a little bit, um, to just kind of self-reflect and really understand um, and become self-aware of how that cycle is really affecting my life. Um, that time alone to just get rid of like distractions, trying to detach as much as possible to just bring me some clarity. I feel like when I have so many voices in my ear and just I'm just going through life on a um, what is it like on autopilot, you know, yeah. you're on autopilot and I definitely feel like it's helpful to just kind of like time out, you know, it's okay to just sit with yourself sometimes and ask yourself those hard questions and just get really clear about what is really affect, like, what do I want? What do I not want? Lay the foundation because I didn't have a foundation. I didn't have a guide. So I'm having to, I'm having to ask myself, what is it that I need? What is it that I want? What will I accept? What will I not accept? And I never, I never, um, you know, setting boundaries, even if you know it's going to piss people off, it's it's going to be super uncomfortable. And that's something that I am currently experiencing at this moment. The feeling is horrible when I set the boundary because I feel it's going against all I know. Going against the grain. It's going, going against. It's just. It's going against the behavior. Like the the people that you're associated with are so used to the cycle and whatever it is that you guys are going through. But then when you decide, okay, like in currently this space is not working for me. Right. So. Yeah, I could see where that's going to piss people off. Yeah. They're going to take it away. Like what? Oh. You oh, but you always say yes, but you always, you know, you always give in. This has always been okay. Why is it not okay anymore? And it's like because now I'm having these expectations and these boundaries. And just like it's uncomfortable for me, it's uncomfortable for the other person because they're just, 
it's like throwing them off. Like, whoa, hold on. This isn't the same Audrey. And I have to say, you're right. This is not the same Audrey. This is not her. The old Audrey would allow it all. She was so giving and just maybe non-confrontational, just wants to be loved and cared for. And I'm pretty simple, you know, but that kind of allows me to be just taken want, advantage be of. taken advantage of because I'm just so happy with the the little things, you know? And I had to realize that I deserve more than just a little more bit. More than just a little. Like I, I'm realizing, I don't want to say I realize because I'm realizing as I'm going through it that I deserve what I deserve and what I want. So I think it's cool because sometimes like from my perspective, I feel like I already did the the self-discovery, right? Like I already defined what I want. And one thing is like hearing about it when you're in the finish line, you know, have all the confidence. I have like, you know, I'm able to say like, oh, like, like now, like in the hookup culture, like I could say like, there's so many guys like because of my body type, the way that my body is like, there's so many guys that just kind of slide in there. And I just don't entertain like I don't want it. I don't want to be part of the hookup culture. Like if you comment on my body, like it's just red flag, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's way different than like, being at the finish line, than hearing your perspective, like going through it. Because you do fall and you do have to have the grit or the drive or the perseverance to recognize that you've fallen because when you fall like in your situation your falling is really like you just going back into the chaos you just going back into the cycle which is so yes. comfortable right yes and you're miserable in it but you're just so used to it and it sucks <laughs> no 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 i know like it sucks <laughs> and, and when you go against the grain you lose so many people like i can say i lost two of the most important people i lost my i lost two amazing people right and life has been so different with them without them that i just like but at the same time like this new way of seeing life if they're not appreciating of this new way then i i can only i i can't really do much more for them because i have my boundary right yeah like i expect that if i'm seeing life a different way for you to kind of meet me in the middle not expect me to mold to you like yep. we're gonna like mold to each other yes yes i agree with that but do, I, overall, do you think you've kind of mastered it? I think not. <laughs> but I do feel like I'm getting better at it. It's it's just a process and it takes a lot of will. And sometimes I don't even realize when I need to set the boundaries. So pretty much until it's too late. <laughs> and then each time I do, I just feel more and more empowered, more proud that I'm not just letting people take advantage of me or my energy. It's it's like I'm actually loving myself and being my own daddy because I feel like, shoot, if would my daddy let let <laughs> would my daddy let this happen? <laughs> would my daddy let this this shit slide? Nah, you know. Yeah. It's almost like I hate to. I don't know if that was a good way of explaining it, but it's like 
my dad would never. So therefore, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to. Why, if he wouldn't, why, why if would he I? If he wouldn't, why would I? My daddy would beat your ass. Why wouldn't I? I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I'd lose, but I'd still fucking fight you. I'd still fight you. No, I'm just kidding. But I just think that obviously I had to realize it. my dad is obviously never coming back to life. And I could sit here and I can cry and I can cry and I can cry and I can I can make that the reason why I just allow myself to be taken advantage over over and over and over again. Or I could literally sit here and say, you know what, my dad would want me to be with would want me to be, you know, loved. He would want me to be with someone who is honest and someone that is going to add value to my life, but like be my equal, like be my, mm-hmm. I don't know. And and I'm not saying, you know, obviously relationships are hard in general. So you're going to obviously work on things, but I just feel like I am trying to see things as if like, what would my dad want for me? And that is kind of the new expectation. What would my dad want for me? Which is almost kind of saying, what do I want from me? Yes. Yes. Because in your episode, you were saying like, at the end, you're like, I realize, like, I don't even want that. No, I, I, I want certain things from my dad, but I don't, don't want. I don't want. I don't want certain things from my dad. Like, I want a mixture, mm-hmm. but I also want like a little bit. Of, I want the masculine, but a little bit of the feminine. Yeah. Uh, but I think more importantly, I think from that whole journey, like at the end, I feel like I really just figured out me, like the confidence in me. So like you have hyper independence, I would say. I had codependency, which is like the exactly the same thing that we always talk about, the yin and yang, like yeah. the opposite. Yes, totally. And I think it's crazy because like in the way we even went about this episode, like in my episode, I don't know, I was mostly talking, right? Like there wasn't really too much of like an interview, but because you're still going through it, you know what I mean? Like you're still yeah. kind of working, through working it. it out, working, working through it. Yeah. And it's extremely, it's extremely hard, but ultimately I, I have full faith that, you know, day by day, I get a little bit closer to, to, um, to fully feeling like I got this, you know, and there's good days and there's bad days, you know, I just, I just keep going. I'm just trying to stay the course and feel reassured that no matter what, my dad is always with me. He loves me. His presence is is always there. And if I ever need guidance, I know I can always call on him. And I'm sure he'll send me a sign or, you know, there's just ways that I feel that I'm comforting myself and I'm trying to soothe myself as an adult. Like, just because I know people that grieve people, it's just, it's like it does not go away you learn to like go on, but I don't know. It's different grieving something that it's weird grieving what could have been. It's, yeah. That's, it's just, you feel like it's been taken from you. Yes. I feel, and then on to top it off, you know, my brothers and sisters, they're a lot older, they're a lot older than me. So they were already like in high school when my dad passed away. I was like an infant, barely turning one years old. So I sometimes get in my feels because I'm like, man, 
Why did they get to have him? They got to have him. They got to experience him. And I I love that, but it's like, man, why didn't I get to, you know? Why? Why me? It's just not fair, you know? But I think that's where we kind of step away from this fantasy of thinking that the world is fair. Like, yeah. we're, we're so ingrained in it. Like, we see the Disney movies, She Marries the Prince. We see the comedy movies – you know, it's like turmoil and chaos. And then in the end, everyone is happy. Like life is realistically not like that. We're given these things and life is not really fair. We're just like, we just have to learn to uh, put out good to receive good. It's like, I I read this awesome, we went to church, remember? Um, We recently went to, uh, what was it? Church? How do you call Christian? uh, It's church. A mass, because I know yeah. like Catholics mass, so like a yeah, ceremony. Say, yeah, we went to we went to yeah church. church, and so I learned this awesome thing where it's like, like uh, you could see the universe, God, spirit, whatever, as as um this umbrella, right? Like you walk if you have good and you walk with good or God or whatever you want to see it. If you walk with good or God, um, in your hard and in your life and you move forward through that all of these bad things that are happening to you are like rain and that good or the god or the universe the spirit it's an umbrella so if you walk with it and you're under it it's not going to hurt you so the wrath or the bad events of your life um, are simply just you not walking with the good or god yeah does that make sense so like yes i'm gonna say like um the wrath of god is simply the absence of god in your life Yes. Yes. Essentially. Essentially. He is yes. not there as your umbrella, but it doesn't have to be God, right? It could just be looking at life uh, in a good way. Yes. And I think that I feel like as I'm getting older, I am definitely learning so many different things about just everything. And this right here is probably the biggest, one of the biggest lessons I'm learning in my life because without this very pivotal, like this important figure, my whole, the whole trajectory of my life changes. You know, this one moment that happens uh, changes my life forever. And I think that it's about how you deal with it. Yeah. I feel like that's like a piece of my trauma, you know, just because I didn't physically I don't physically remember him or anything. I still feel all the effects. And um, yeah, I think as much as I am happy that my brothers and sisters got to experience him, I definitely always think to myself, man, I wish, wish I would have just got like just a, just a little, just, just a little more, you know? Yeah. But for that, this is just the way that it was meant to be. And I was meant to go through this because maybe God is using me in this experience and my, um, to help someone else Yeah, in some way, shape or form, you know, not the only one that lost a dad. And I sure that we've also, maybe somebody else experiences the same, uh, daddy issue manifestation, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. it's manifested for them. Similarly, so you let me know, how how has that manifested for you? Yeah. Can you relate? What's different? 
I want to hear all of it. I bet there's something you're going to say that I'm going to say, oh my gosh, yeah. I felt that too. <laughs> Email us, DM us, send us like feedback because we are, we don't want to see the world narrow mind. Like we don't want to be narrow minded about how we see the world. Like, you know, I never realized like the wrath of God is simply the absence of God in your life. I never, that never clicked in my mind until I heard it from someone else. So like the feedback that you guys give us or just adding on to what we're already saying is just better for us. Like it makes us become better people. Yes. And I think that we all can take part in each other's healing process. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's true. So maybe you listen to me, but I listen to you and together we're kind of just uplifting each other and giving each other that healing energy that we desperately need, you know? So I hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Uh, super special to me. And I really loved, I love talking about my dad, even in this context, you know, it, it matters. And I hope that you feel comfort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thank you for sharing because I know that it's, sucks being vulnerable like when it comes to death and dying and like and like really when you're in the process of um fixing your wrongs it's hard to admit you know your failures and your vulnerability it's easy to identify them when you're done right like when you're done with that cycle but when you're in the middle of that cycle it's so hard to admit your failures And I'm just proud that we literally – I'm so proud of us too because we made it through both of these episodes without crying. That's even a big deal because – Hey, I cried last night, girl. Girl. (laughs) About about other stuff. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I be crying. I I ain't got tears left. Was it – was it no more tears left to cry? Yes. Isn't that an Ariana Grande song? Yes, it's Ari. Ariana I love Grande. her. Just Me like too. magic. You guys should listen to that song, oh, Just Like Magic. Yes, we're going to put that in one of our stories. Just Like Magic is our jam. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we love you. Thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time. Bye.